All right, well, I'm going to um, ask you all some questions, and then we're going to talk about God's creation, so we're going to continue with this. So that's what we've been talking about for probably the last couple of months, right? You, anybody remember if you were here last Sunday, what did uh, Brother Ray teach about? Think really hard. All right. It's about creation, but it's about God's special creation, and that is us, right? Mankind, how he created man in his image for relationship with him and also to glorify him. And so that was what was discussed last Sunday. And we've seen in all of these talks that we've given you about God's animals and about his uh, special creation, us, is that God was very intentional and purposeful in his design of us, and he was also very detail-oriented, that he put everything together in just such a way, and he spoke it into existence, but he programmed into every one of us some special things that could keep us alive and keep us sustained, and for us, he created us so that we could also have special relationship with him, unlike any of the other animals in his kingdom. So I'm going to have some questions for y'all as we go through this, but one of the things we haven't talked about is another part of God's creation outside of the animals that we've talked about and outside of us there's something else that he has created for us for our enjoyment and also that, uh, to help us survive and what do you think that is that God has created it's not an animal it's something else it's all around us no not mankind what did you say plants yeah good one vegetation which could be plants and could be trees and what do you say Lincoln veggies like broccoli, do you like broccoli or Brussels sprouts? I like just broccoli. Just broccoli? Okay, that's good. Not many kids your age like broccoli, so that's a good thing. Well, I want to read to you the account from creation, from Genesis, that talks about God's creation of vegetation. And then we're going to talk about that just a little bit more. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 11 through 13, this is God's third day of creation, being very intentional, being very detail-oriented in his design, he creates vegetation. Then we're going to talk about how we benefit from that, how we are blessed by it. It says, And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind, and God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the third day. So what did God create here? Plants. He created vegetation, right? He, well, he created people who then um, have the ability to create and design things like Legos. So yeah, I guess you could attribute it all back to God. But God created vegetation to cover the entire earth. And you think God just created it so that we could look at it and that we could enjoy it, just like we see the plants create blooms and we enjoy fruit? Do you think he just created it for that? No. No, right. There's something else that plants do for us. There is something that we exchange with plants that's very important for our survival. And God was very intentional, remember, that in creating things. So he had to create vegetation first on the third day before he created us and before he created the animals. And so... The reason why he created vegetation first is so that we could get something from them, but they can also get something from us. Do you know what we get from vegetation? Food and oxygen. That's very important. Yeah. What, Lincoln? Okay. Oxygen is probably the thing that I was looking for, and you answered that just right. 
So plants, they take in something from the atmosphere called carbon dioxide, and they use that to produce their nutrients. There's a chemical reaction that happens inside of them, and then they, in a sense, breathe out oxygen, and we breathe in oxygen, right? And we need oxygen for us because oxygen circulates through our body, and that's why we can move, and that's why we can think. Our bodies need oxygen, but we don't need carbon dioxide, so we breathe out carbon dioxide, and guess what? The trees, they need the carbon dioxide, so it is an exchange that God has created between the plants and the vegetation, trees, flowers, and everything that we benefit from, and then they also benefit from us just by us simply breathing. But there's also something, um, well, one other thing I wanted to mention that I learned in my research of this, those of you who went on our hike to McKittrick Canyon, you remember the trees that changed color and they turned really bright red? That's called a maple tree. And when I was researching the, the biggest producers of oxygen in the plants and the trees is the maple tree, that they produce the most oxygen of all the trees. So while you were there with them, you were kind of among the trees that give us the most oxygen. So I thought that was something interesting that I wanted to share with you. But there's also something else that trees have that's similar to us. They have a circulatory system. Do you know about your own circulatory system? Can you tell me something about it? What is it made up of? What does it send through our body? It sends oxygen through our body? And what it, how does it transport that? An air, yeah. Yeah, but we have, we have things in our body, almost like pipes or hoses. Yeah. Veins, there's one. Uh-huh, and there's another one. Yeah, you can even see yours. Yeah, if you, you can kind of see through your skin, you see veins. Arteries. And arteries take blood out of the heart that is rich in oxygen that we breathe in, and it pushes it through the body so that our blood... Our, our bodies have oxygen in all of our fingers and toes and in our brain. And then the veins take it back into the heart and it starts the process all over again. Right? So we have this thing that's constantly going on within us that we don't even have to think about. How many of you have to tell your heart to beat and just say beat, beat, beat? Or if you drink a lot of caffeine like me, beat, 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 beat. <laughs> Yep, that's probably about, you know, what, what my heart is doing right now. But that's what our body does naturally that God has programmed it to do. So we don't have to think about that part of it. Well, God has also given the plants a circulatory system too. Did you know that? No. You didn't? Okay, well, look up here on the screen. I think Nick's going to put a, a picture up there for us. But there are veins and arteries, if you will, inside of a tree or a plant. And these things are called the phloem and the xylem or the xylem and the phloem. Can you see the picture of that plant there? See the red arrows they're pointing in and see the little blue arrows that are taking things from the ground and into the plant? That's its circulatory system. Yeah, and the leaves have veins too. They're very small veins. You know, we have very small veins called capillaries. You know, that's part of our, our circulatory system. But this is something that God has given the plants that they use to transport the nutrients throughout their system in order for them to survive. It says that xylem carries water and minerals from the roots to the leaves, whereas phloem carries the food prepared by the leaves to different parts of the plant. 
Don't you think it's pretty incredible how God has designed us and also designed the plant so that they can survive, right? What's the yellow plant? Okay, that's the phloem. That's just one of the ways that the plant transports the nutrients into the leaves, and it also helps it produce fruit. And the green is, green is actually called chlorophyll in plants. And we could, we could talk about that for a while now, but we're not going to get into the deep anatomy of the plants. But the reason why I wanted to talk to you about the circulatory system of a plant is that, like I said, God did not just create these things in order for us to enjoy looking at and also for us to survive, but there are things that we can actually learn from his creation. And Jesus is going to tell us something uh, that I'm going to read to you here soon, and then we're going to see how it all ties in to what I'm telling you about the circulatory system of the plant. Okay, are you guys ready for it? I'm going to read, read some Bible verses, and then we'll have some time for questions here in just a moment after I've read it. Okay, Lincoln? All right, so think about it, what I've just taught you about the trees and how the nutrients in the trees are carried to the leaves and the branches by the trees as part of their circulatory system. And then let me read this from the Bible and we'll talk about this a little bit more. This comes from John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5. All right, Jesus is saying this here. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So why do you think I told you about the tree? And its way of providing the nutrients to the leaves and the branches and the fruit. And then I would read to you a passage of scripture of Jesus telling us about something that is very similar. Why do you think I would do that? Anybody see how this links together? Um, go ahead. right? Yeah, if it didn't have the main vine, it wouldn't be able to grow the fruit. Yeah, you're on to something there. So who is the vine? God? Huh? Jesus? Is it? Yes. Good answer. That's normally your answer, Lincoln, Jesus. All right. We all agree the vine is Jesus here when he's speaking this to us. He says, I am the vine. Right? He makes that pretty clear to us. Okay, then, then who are the branches? Yes, you got exactly. All right. We are the branches, right? Jesus says, I am the vine, and then we are the branches. So if we are not on the vine as branches, which is Je Jesus being the vine, then we're not capable of producing anything, right? There's, there's no life in a branch that is apart from the vine. Like if it's just laying on the ground, the branch has no life in it. But what Jesus is speaking of here is the spiritual life that he gives us. And when I say spiritual life, I mean things that come from within our spirit. Like we cannot know a true joy, we can really not know a true peace or a true sincere love unless we are in Jesus. See, the Bible tells us that Jesus gives us life and he does that through salvation. When he saves us, 
He, in a sense, brings us into that vine as, as his branches. And in John chapter 1, verse 3 through 5, he says, All things were made through him, right? Jesus as God creator, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, right, we tap into his life. We become like the branches that are now part of the vine. Do you guys understand now why I told you about the circulatory system of the plant and how God uses his creation in that to illustrate something else to us, to give us a picture of what we are in him and the life that we have in him? You had a question, Lincoln? The male to do something? Does that have? Oh, the elves? All right, that's probably for another teaching. Yeah, we'll talk about elves. Um, maybe Ray will do that one next Sunday. <laughs> All right, you got that one written down? Okay, okay. You can say. So we understand that Jesus is the one that, who is truly life to us, the spiritual life that we need. When we are in him, have you ever seen a branch that has been broken off? Just laying on the ground, right? Well, if I break off a branch off of one of the trees out there and I just throw it on the ground, what's going to happen to it? Do you think it's going to have, continue to live and survive? No, right? What's going to happen? The, yeah. If it had leaves on it, what would the leaves do? They'd die. They'd just fall off. If it had fruit on it, what would happen? Die. The fruit would just rot off, right? It needs to be in the vine or it needs to be in the tree for it to produce something. And so do we. As, as Christians, as believers, we have to be in Jesus in order to ever hope to have something that bears fruit. And that's what Jesus will tell us, where you can take a branch that has been cut off, and this is something that is really amazing. Sometimes you can take a branch, and if it still has a little bit of life in it, you can go to the tree that it came from, and you can drill a hole or tap a hole into it, and you can do a process that's called grafting. And so you take that branch and you put it into the hole that you made on the tree and then you kind of patch it up a little bit and you leave it there and eventually that tree will begin to take in that branch and make that branch part of the circulation system so that now that branch that was once broken off is now attached to the tree and now it has the same nutrients. It's part of the same circulatory system as that tree and now it has life in it. And so when we become believers in Jesus by faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross, it's like he takes us as dead branches and he puts us into himself so that we have life that comes from him. And so Jesus was putting this picture in our minds so we can see how we are when connected to him by faith and what he did for us, that we have his life in us. And then Jesus tells us, by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So prove to be my disciples. Right. Did you guys learn something from the plant and what Jesus taught us and how we have this image of what he has created, but that we can also apply that to our relationship with him? Right? Okay, and Lincoln, you had a comment? Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's pray. All right? Thank you guys for your attention. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that... You are God creator and that you had uh, intentions and purpose in everything that you did in the de detail that you uh, made in everything, God, the way you have made us. And we thank you for calling us to be your children and that as you save us, uh, you show us how we are 
grafted into you that we can take part in that system, that life that you provide for us. And I pray, God, that as you begin to uh, continue to grow us in knowledge of you and show us through your word what you have uh, given to us by providing a way to have a relationship with you, uh, you help these young minds to absorb this and to take it in and to, to grow in it and to understand it, Lord, and that we would be faithful to teach it to them. But, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be the one that truly teaches them and help this to take root in them. And, God, I pray that you will just continue as we worship you today and that you're glorified in it all. And thank you for being our loving Heavenly Father, full of grace and mercy and full of truth. In Jesus' name, amen.